chapter ten of the bohemians of the latin quarter by henri murger translated by anonymous this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine chapter ten the cape of storms in the opening month of each of the four seasons there are some terrible epochs usually about the first and the fifteenth rodolphe who could not witness the approach of one or the other of these two dates without alarm nicknamed them the cape of storms on these mornings it is not aurora who opens the portals of the east but creditors landlords bailiffs and their kidney the day begins with a shower of bills and accounts and winds up with a hailstorm of protest dies iri now one morning it was the fifteenth of april rodolphe was peacefully slumbering and dreaming that one of his uncles had just bequeathed him a whole province in peru the female inhabitants included whilst he was wallowing in this imaginary pacolus the sound of a key turning in the lock interrupted the air presumptive just at the most dazzling point of his golden dream rodolphe sat up in bed his eyes and mind yet heavy with slumber and looked about him he vaguely perceived standing in the middle of his room a man who had just entered this early visitor bore a bag slung at his back and a large pocket-book in his hand he wore a cocked hat and a bluish-gray swallow-tailed coat and seemed very much out of breath from ascending the five flights of stairs his manners were very affable and his steps sounded as sonorously as that of a money-changer's counter on the march rodolphe was alarmed for a moment and at the sight of the cocked hat and the coat thought that he had a police officer before him but the sight of the tolerably well-filled bag made him perceive his mistake ah i have it thought he it is something on account of my inheritance this man comes from the west indies but in that case why is he not black and making a sign to the man he said pointing to the bag i know all about it put it down there thanks the man was a messenger of the bank of france he replied to rodolphe's request by holding before his eyes a small strip of paper covered with writing and figures in various coloured inks you want a receipt said rodolphe that is right pass me the pen and ink there on the table no i have come to take money replied the messenger an acceptance for a hundred and fifty francs it is the fifteenth of april ah observed rodolphe examining the acceptance pay to the order of biermann it is my tailor alas he added in melancholy tones casting his eyes alternately upon a frock coat thrown on the bed and upon the acceptance causes depart but effects return what it is the fifteenth of april it is extraordinary i have not yet had any strawberries this year the messenger weary of delay left the room saying to rodolphe you have till four o'clock to pay there is no time like the present replied rodolphe the humbug he added regretfully following the cocked hat with his eyes he has taken away his bag rodolphe drew the curtains of his bed and tried to retrace the path to his inheritance but he made a mistake on the road and proudly entered into a dream in which the manager of the théâtre francais came hat in hand to ask him for a drama for his theatre and in which he aware of the customary practice asked for an advance but at the very moment when the manager appeared to be willing to comply the sleeper was again half awakened by the entry of a fresh personage another creature of the fifteenth 
it was monsieur benoît landlord of the lodging-house in which rodolphe was residing monsieur benoît was at once the landlord the bootmaker and the money-lender of his lodgers on this morning he exhaled a frightful odour of bad brandy and overdue rent he carried an empty bag in his hand the deuce thought rodolphe this is not the manager of the théâtre francais he would have a white cravat and the bag would be full good morning monsieur rodolphe said monsieur benoît approaching the bed monsieur benoît good morning what has given me the pleasure of this visit i have come to remind you that it is the fifteenth of april already how time flies it is extraordinary i must see about buying a pair of summer trousers the fifteenth of april good heavens i should never have thought of it but for you monsieur benoît what gratitude i owe you for this you also owe me a hundred and sixty-two francs replied monsieur benoît and it is time this little account was settled i am not in any absolute hurry do not put yourself out monsieur benoît i will give you time but said the landlord you have already put me off several times in that case let us come to a settlement monsieur benoît let us come to a settlement it is all the same to me to-day as to-morrow besides we are all mortal let us come to a settlement an amiable smile smoothed the landlord wrinkles and even his empty bag swelled with hope what do i owe you asked rodolphe in the first place we have three months rent at twenty-five francs that makes seventy-five francs errors accepted said rodolphe and then then three pairs of boots at twenty francs one moment one moment monsieur benoît do not let us mix matters this is no longer to do with the landlord but the bootmaker i want a separate account accounts are a serious thing we must not get muddled very good said monsieur benoît softened by the hope of at length writing paid at the foot of his accounts here is a special bill for the boots three pairs of boots at twenty francs sixty francs rodolphe cast a look of pity on a pair of worn-out boots alas he thought they could not be worse if they had been worn by the wandering jew yet it was in running after marie that they got so worn out go on monsieur benoît we were saying sixty francs replied the latter then money lent twenty-seven francs stop a bit monsieur benoît we agreed that each dog would have his kennel it is as a friend that you lent me money therefore if you please let us quit the regions of bootmaking and enter those of confidence and friendship which require a separate account how much does your friendship for me amount to twenty-seven francs twenty-seven francs you have purchased a friend cheaply monsieur benoît in short we were saying seventy-five sixty and twenty-seven that makes altogether a hundred and sixty-two francs said monsieur benoît presenting the three bills a hundred and sixty-two francs observed rodolphe it is extraordinary what a fine thing arithmetic is well monsieur benoît now that the account is settled we can both rest easy we know exactly how we stand next month i will ask you for a receipt and as during this time the confidence and friendship you must entertain towards me can only increase you can in case it should become necessary grant me a further delay however if the landlord and the bootmaker are inclined to be hasty i would ask the friend to get them to listen to reason it is extraordinary monsieur benoît but every time i think of your triple character as a landlord a bootmaker and a friend i am tempted to believe in the trinity whilst listening to rodolphe the landlord had turned at one and the same time red green white and yellow 
and at each fresh jest from his lodger that rainbow of anger grew deeper and deeper upon his face sir said he i do not like to be made game of i have waited long enough i give you notice of quit and unless you let me have some money this evening i know what i shall have to do money money am i asking you for money said rodolphe besides if i had any i should not give it to you on a friday it would be unlucky m benoit's wrath grew tempestuous and if the furniture had not belonged to him he would no doubt have smashed some of it you are forgetting your bag cried rodolphe after him what a business murmured the young fellow as he found himself alone i would rather tame lions but he continued jumping out of bed and dressing hurriedly i cannot stay here the invasion will continue i must flee i must even breakfast suppose i go and see schaunard i will ask him for some breakfast and borrow a trifle a hundred francs will be enough yes i'm off to schaunard's going downstairs rodolphe met m benoit who had received further shocks from his other lodgers as was attested by his empty bag if any one asks for me tell them i have gone into the country to the alps said rodolphe or stay tell them that i no longer live here i shall tell the truth murmured m benoit in a very significant tone schaunard was living at montmartre it was necessary to go right through paris this peregrination was one most dangerous to rodolphe to-day said he the streets are paved with creditors however he did not go along by the outer boulevards as he had felt inclined to a fanciful hope on the contrary urged him to follow the perilous itinerary of central paris rodolphe thought that on a day when millions were going about the thoroughfares in the money cases of bank messengers it might happen that a thousand franc note abandoned on the roadside might lie awaiting its good samaritan thus he walked slowly along with his eyes on the ground but he only found two pins after two hours walk he got to schaunard's ah it's you said the latter yes i have come to ask you for some breakfast ah my dear fellow you come at the wrong time my mistress has just arrived and i have not seen her for a fortnight if you had only called ten minutes earlier well have you got a hundred francs to lend me what you too exclaimed schaunard in the height of astonishment you have come to ask me for money you in the ranks of my enemies i will pay you back on monday or at the greek calends my dear fellow you surely forget what day it is i can do nothing for you but there is no reason to despair the day is not yet over you may still meet with providence who never gets up before noon ah replied rodolphe providence has too much to do looking after little birds i will go and see marcel marcel was then residing in the rue de breda rodolphe found him in a very downcast mood contemplating his great picture that was to represent the passage of the red sea what is the matter asked rodolphe as he entered you seem quite in the dumps alas replied the painter in allegorical language for the last fortnight it has been wholly weak red herrings and black radishes good i remember indeed rodolphe's memory was still salt with the remembrance of a time when he had been reduced to the exclusive consumption of the fish in question the deuce said he that is serious i came to borrow a hundred francs of you a hundred francs said marcel you are always in the clouds the idea of coming and asking me for that mythological amount at a period when one is always under the equator of necessity you must have been taking hashish alas said rodolphe i have not been taking anything at all and he left his friend on the banks of the red sea 
from noon to four o'clock rodolphe successively steered for every house of his acquaintance he went through the forty-eight districts of paris and covered about eight leagues but without any success the influence of the fifteenth of april made itself feel with equal severity everywhere however dinner-time was drawing near but it scarcely appeared that dinner was likely to follow its example and it seemed to rodolphe that he was on the raft of the wreck medusa as he was crossing the pont neuf an idea all at once occurred to him oh oh said he to himself retracing his steps the fifteenth of april but i have an invitation to dinner for to-day and fumbling in his pocket he drew out a printed ticket running as follows barriere de la Villette au grand vainqueur dining-room to seat three hundred people anniversary dinner in honour of the birth of the humanitarian messiah april fifteenth eighteen forty something admit one note only half a bottle of wine per head i do not share the opinions of the disciples of this messiah said rodolphe to himself but i will willingly share their repast and with the swiftness of a bird he covered the distance separating him from the barriere de la villette when he reached the halls of the grand vainqueur the crowd was enormous the dining-room seating three hundred was thronged with five hundred people a vast horizon of veal and carrots spread itself before the eyes of rodolphe at length they began to serve the soup as the guests were carrying their spoons to their lips five or six people in plain clothes and several police officers in uniform pushed into the room with the commissary of police at their head gentlemen said the commissary by order of the authorities this dinner cannot take place i call upon you to withdraw oh said rodolphe retiring with everyone else oh what a fatality has spoiled my dinner he sadly resumed the road to his dwelling and reached it at about eleven at night Monsieur benoit was awaiting him ah it is you said the landlord have you thought of what i told you this morning have you brought me any money i am to receive some to-night i will give you some of it to-morrow morning replied rodolphe looking for his key and his candlestick in their accustomed place he did not find them Monsieur rodolphe said the landlord i am very sorry but i have let your room and i have no other vacant now you must go somewhere else rodolphe had a lofty soul and a night in the open air did not alarm him besides in the event of bad weather he could sleep in a box at the odeon theatre as he had already done before only he claimed his property from Monsieur benoit the said property consisting of a bundle of papers that is so said the landlord i have no right to detain those things they are in the bureau come up with me if the person who has taken your room has not gone to bed we can go in the room had been let during the day to a girl named mimi with whom rodolphe had formerly begun a love duet they recognized one another at once rodolphe began to whisper to mimi and tenderly squeezed her hand see how it rains said he calling attention to the noise of the storm that had just broken overhead sir said she pointing to rodolphe this is the gentleman i was expecting this evening oh said m benoit grinning on the wrong end of his face whilst mademoiselle mimi was hurriedly getting ready an improvised supper midnight struck ah said rodolphe to himself the fifteenth of april is over i have at length weathered my cape of storms my dear mimi said the young man taking the pretty girl in his arms and kissing her on the back of the neck it would have been impossible for you to have allowed me to be turned out of doors you have the bump of hospitality end of chapter ten 
recording by expatriate in bangor maine